I love you, man. I love you too, bud. I love you, dude. I love you, bro, Montana. I love you, Holmes. I love you, Broseph Quibbles. I love you, Machacha. I love you, Tico Brohead. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the I Love You Man podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. Um, first things first, if you haven't yet, go ahead and click that subscribe button on whatever you're listening to, um, whether that is iTunes, uh, Spotify, Stitcher. Am I missing? I think that's it. Any device, if it's your friend's phone because you're limited on data, I respect it. Yeah. Just make sure to subscribe. And that was Ramon, as always. <laughs> um, and also, we do have our website if you want to go listen to web- or listen to episodes there or if you want to buy a shirt or a mug with our face on it. Um, we'd love the support. Um, and today is a very special day because we have Brittany and Ashley Castaños. And they are from Daughters of Simone. What's up, guys? Hey. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you haven't, um, I mean, I don't want to talk about your business, but before we get into that... Let's come up with our quesadilla question of the episode. How about you ask this one, Ramon? So, um, first and foremost, don't forget, if you're ever near one of their locations and you get that random craving that we all do, sometimes it's during the day, sometimes it's 1 a.m. If it's 1 a.m., I'm sorry, they're not going to be open. <laughs> but go to Quesadilla Gorilla, mention our podcast, and you are going to get 10% off. So just make sure to take advantage of that. Anyway, the question we have, a very, very heavy, pivotal moment in your life. Oh, yeah. Your first concert. You always remember it. It's like your first kiss. I don't know. Maybe not for some people. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> anyway, um, what was your guys' first concert? Um, I went to the Wallflowers at oh. Woodward Park with my dad. I was in sixth grade. It's great. How Jacob far ahead Dylan. was it planned? Were um, you surprised with it? Yeah, I think I felt like very cool. I was with my dad. He bought me a T-shirt. I worked to elementary school the next day, yeah. <laughs> and I still like. I'm so pumped on the wallflowers. So. Yeah. Awesome. What yeah, are you? I, I was not that cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it was Jessica Simpson at the Fresno Fair hey. with my mom. I was a big Jessica Simpson fan because she had that show, and I had the biggest crush on her. What was there was a line the, where it was just it was a meme before memes existed. Uh, with the chicken of the sea, the chicken thing. of the sea, yeah, yeah, the, the tuna, that poor girl, yeah, <laughs> she was ripped to shreds for that, right? I don't know, <laughs> never live it down. I know, right? <laughs> All right, Preston, let's hear it. Um, I grew up. What, what was it? I, I don't know if it was like my first official one, but it's the first one that I remember. Um, I went to a Switchfoot concert. Do you guys remember? I, them? Yeah, heck yeah. Oh, yeah, dare you to move. They were like a cool like. Oh, they're but they're Christian rock band, <laughs> so it's but okay. Are they? So my parents let me go to that because they're pretty conservative. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> so that was it, right <laughs> oh, there. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so my, my first concert was my senior year of high school. Um, Wait, your senior year of high school? I promise. Yeah, okay. I know. I didn't get out much, and <laughs> so um, I remember it clear as day how the opportunity presented itself because I was out to lunch with two of my friends. And um, it was like a Friday, maybe, and they were going to go to a concert um, and their third person fell through uh, because one of their one of my friends, her dad works kind of in the industry. And so every so often, if it was a band she liked, she'd get them tickets. Yeah. And so they were going to go. I was eating lunch with them before they left. Person bailed. They were like, well, do you want to go? And so I paused, and I was like, it's the Jonas Brothers. Like, am I really a Jonas hey. Brothers fan? Oh, my God. And then I also thought, too, is like, 
it's free concert ticket, free road trip. Like I'm not gonna have to pay for anything. Sure. And so I called my parents real quick. I was like, Hey, is it cool if we go to a Jonas Brothers concert? <laughs> no. <laughs> and we went and I remember the first thought I had, cause it was at the, I think the shoreline amphitheater. So it's kind of yeah. up North, North yeah. close to the Bay. Just the piercing noise of all the girls screaming is one of the things that I always <laughs> remember. But because of that concert burning up SOS, Year 3000, like, I will always remember those I things. I love me some Jonas Brothers. It's like, I memorize those like they were the preamble. I could just say that's the, every single word right now. And I just can't believe the impact those guys had on me. Yeah, I love it. So, <laughs> sorry. I just it's okay, honesty about, hour. You know, we're all vulnerable. You, you had a Jonas Brothers concert. <laughs> did you have a beard then? Uh, no, no, this did not come out until 2015. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just curious. It took Trying a long to time. what you look like then. <laughs> Clean shaven. All right, so daughter system. <laughs> I just left that real quick. Sorry. Um, from the beginning, I want to know. So, for those that you, those of you who don't know, it's a Bohemian wedding dresses, right? Yeah, you got it. I almost said Bohemian Rhapsody. Sky loves Queen. <laughs> <cool> Sorry. <laughs> um, can you describe what that is? Because I don't necessarily know, like what the word even means really so and then put that with wedding dresses what makes it bohemian you guys um yeah i think we're trying to kind of differentiate our stuff from kind of the traditional wedding gown so bohemian i guess has connotations of like 1960s 1970s hippies um kind of like more free-flowing gowns uh not as like restrictive yeah like the like a lot of the modern ones today, like a lot more fitted. Um, and how long have you guys been in business now? We always like to say six years. We've okay. kind of like settled on that at this point. It's never going to change. Think it might always be closer to seven or eight. We're not sure. <laughs> Twenty years now. Oh, yeah, yeah, six, six years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been that's been flying by like crazy. And I, like, is this just like an idea that came to mind, or just like, oh yeah, we like wedding dresses, or? <laughs> um, I know it, it actually. What sounds as ridiculous um, as it came about because um, at the time I was way too cool for getting married, and um, definitely like throwing a wedding. Just the pictures in my head were very like traditional and stuffy, and kind of like uh, submissive even. And I just could never picture myself in that type of environment, I guess. Um, So I guess like the beginnings of the brand came about when I was living in San Francisco out of college and it was during the crash and it was Mm -hmm. really difficult to get a job. So I kind of settled into this receptionist position, which like talk about like submissive role. That was (laughs) a very interesting (laughs) experience. Like, working for this really high-end real estate company in San Francisco. Um, And my family's in real estate, so it felt very familiar to me, but I just, it just wasn't clicking. Um, And so uh, even though I was really grateful to have the job, I kept kind of thinking like, I got to get out of here. I can't (laughs) do this every single day. And so um, with that in mind, I was kind of tossing around the idea of opening up a vintage store for clothing because uh, my sisters and I like love vintage shopping and like sifting through thrift stores. And um, one night I was out to dinner with friends and um, someone had like thrown out the idea like, oh, you should open up a vintage 
wedding boutique because you love weddings so much. <laughs> Classic joke. <laughs> Everyone tells that one. I know. It's very common. Um, and I was like, ha, 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 and like just drank more of my, <laughs> drank more of my cocktail and was like, you're crazy. And anyway, the night went on. But um, I thought that was like a really interesting concept when I went home because I was like, what if I were getting married one day? Like that's probably more my vibe. Like I'd be way more into wearing something vintage from like the 60s, 70s era. Yeah. And I wondered if anybody else was also thinking that way. Because um, at the time, like bridal is so different now. There's like so many options for women. But at the time, there really was just this very standard uniform for brides, which was a strapless kind of more like princess looking gown. And um, that was like what every single bride wore if you went into a bridal boutique, like that's all they had. It's kind of weird to think about now because there's so many options, but then that was it. This was, I guess, six years ago. I think, <laughs> I think it was 2011. Um, yeah. Okay. So, um, eight years ago. Yeah. yeah. You know, I really, you got to <laughs> say tagline. So. I think needs to be six years and running. Just six years and counting. Just hold yeah. on to that number forever. Yeah. Yeah. We're just going to keep saying that. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, um, I like, uh, what did I do? I borrowed my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband's fancy camera, asked some of my cuter friends to throw on some of my dresses that I picked up at thrift stores. And I just started photographing them in my backyard and then putting them on Etsy. And like for someone, I had like zero money because I had quit my fancy job and was like, I'm going to go do this. And <laughs> I actually ended up like going to my dad's office and pitching him the idea, like, I need a hundred grand. I'm gonna open up this this boutique and it's gonna be a smash hit and it's gonna be in San Francisco. And he's like, Yeah, no way. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I still envision myself like on the other side of his desk and being completely crushed, like but you said I should follow my dreams. <laughs> I'm doing it, like, Dad. Yeah, this is a hundred grand, and you have no business experience. You have not a, any de- like no. You don't have a degree in business. You've never worked in the fashion industry. You've like never started business before. Like, why don't you go back to school and then come back to me? And I was like, Well, if you don't help me, I'm still gonna do it anyway. <laughs> and like, and then I, as the words came out, I was like, Oh God. I actually have to do it. (laughs) So anyway, I started photographing them and then I put them on Etsy and within like 24 hours, one of them sold. And so I was elated because at the time I felt so vulnerable. I felt like the biggest loser. Um, I didn't tell anybody. Do you remember how much you sold that first dress for? Yeah, I bought it for like, I think it was like 15 bucks and I sold it for like 210. Dang. I was pumped. (laughs) Yeah, um, and Ashley comes in on this soon, so she's, she's not hey allowed. Guys, I'm still here. Emotional support, I get. It, it was yeah. a rough time. The conversation with her dad. Yes. When he goes, you I'm need to go back to school. I can't believe he wouldn't give me that hundred grand. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, they started selling, and so I started really paying attention to like like where to photograph them and um, what dresses were selling, what styles were selling, what fabric was selling and just kept like studying it and studying it, reading as many books as possible. I was like working in the, in the closet, my boyfriend's closet had a desk in it. I don't know why it was built in as if it was like on purpose. And so I'd work in there and then eventually we started getting brides that wanted to be able to try on the gown um, because there weren't any other dresses out there 
like that were different. We had just been able to sell them online without them trying these dresses on. But as, over time, we kept getting requests to have um, to be able to try on the gowns because I don't know how much you guys know about bridal, but there's like a whole ritual with mm. trying on the dress yeah. with yeah. the parents there and, and take the picture, oh, say I yes, yes, to, the yes dress. to the dress. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So um, my sister was living in San Francisco at the time, and she was studying to get her master's in fashion uh, journalism. And so I don't know if you want to get away from here. <laughs> <laughs> he in, oh hey, guys, and then goes back. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I'd, done, I'd studied fashion for undergrad and then went to grad school for it and was kind of on my own path doing mm-hmm. my own thing, but always being a supportive younger sister, jumping in to help her and any way that I could, whether it was modeling in 110 degrees <laughs> in fields in Fresno yeah. or, you know, painting signs. I don't know, <laughs> an abundance of things. Um, and being a grad student, you know, was willing to make a, an extra buck here yeah. and there. And she called and said, hey, you know, would you want to host fittings out of your apartment in San Francisco? Got it, I kind of got this thing going. I'm like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> Um, so we posted, I think, on the website, the Daughters of Simone San Francisco showroom. Ooh. And yeah, it was fancy. <laughs> and basically, I would try to schedule whenever any of my four roommates weren't home. Oh, no. <laughs> and have these brides come into our apartment and try on the dresses with their family. And I'd Dang. go down to Trader Joe's, get some flowers, <laughs> some $6 That's bottle of champagne. Awesome. And <laughs> Is that apartment still, does anyone have it still? That you guys know? Actually, I think one of the girls I lived with at the time, um, this is back in 2011, 2012, I think she still might live there. That'd be such a cool throwback experience. Yeah. Just one of these years, maybe six years from now, um, (laughs) to just have a a fitting, not a fitting there, but like a try on there. Oh my gosh. Just, yeah, (laughs) a photo shoot like where it all began. Yeah, it was great. Actually, one of my roommates had a nicer room that was a little bit bigger. Yeah. And I was like, can I start using your room? Because it's a little bit bigger. And she was, let me. Start charging your rent. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Actually, and then, yeah, the second part of the story is then I moved into a, a little bit bigger apartment that had this extra room, quote unquote, that was basically a large closet with a window. Okay. And Brittany started paying rent um, for the Daughters of Simone showroom, of course. And we would host bridal fittings out of that closet. Closets in San Francisco are just revolutionary. (laughs) I got a desk in one and a window in another. (laughs) It was tiny. I believe it. I believe it. The families would come and just like, like lean their whole bodies against the either side of the wall, and they just peek their head over. Oh, that looks beautiful, honey. Awesome. I'm so glad I'm here for you. Did anyone like ever question like as you walk them into this closet like uh oh what are they gonna do? To me? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't remember that, but I think like I don't know when you're just like starting out and you have a spa- like a t- the tiniest space in San Francisco, you kind of are like, yeah, I got things going. Well, any me. space like, this is in great. San Francisco. What's that? I said any space in San Francisco. Yeah. I feel like you gotta take advantage. Like now, of. yeah. I would be like, no, that's not going to work. But I was only paying $300 a month and Dang. they were coming. Yeah. So. I say also coming from a podcast that's being shot in a spare bedroom. I know, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have a window too. This isn't a closet, unfortunately. Yeah. So, yeah. This is actually yet. bigger than Way the, bigger. This was maybe like shot. a quarter of this. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, for like for real? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, okay, window. I wasn't picturing that. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and then anyway, like the story kind of goes with uh, Ashley's graduating and her boyfriend, her husband at the time was like, well, have you ever thought of like joining forces with Ashley? And like, oh, no, she's has this fabulous fashion journalism career. She's like interviewing all these talented designers in New York. And there's no way she would like change trajectory, like her trajectory. And but anyway, I was like, that's interesting. So I, I kind of over dinner was like, would you ever like think about joining Daughters of Salon? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, huh, I got to think about that. Um, and the, I mean, I guess the rest is history. We just started uh, trying to figure out what role Ashley liked and was passionate about. And then, you know, it was like as all partners are just trying to figure everything out in the beginning. And then it just now it's like running pretty seamlessly. And what are your roles now? Do you guys still like wear two different hats or? You know, it's really interesting. I feel like, I mean, anytime you're starting a small business or you're in the entrepreneur role, you mm-hmm. kind of wear many hats. And yeah. I think honestly, Brittany and I could say we've done every single aspect of this business, um, starting from, you know, literally packing the boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always would like dip my hand in a little bit with the design. Like she was our lead designer and we'd kind of, I'd come in more with like the business perspective. Gotcha. Um, but for the most part, I was handling a lot of the relationships with the stores and getting this, getting the product into the stores and managing the relationships with those stores. Um, but this past year, we've done a pretty big transition. So I got married this past year. Mm-hmm. And as I was designing pieces for myself and my bridesmaids, um, it, it just kind of organically turned into me designing a lot of the pieces for this collection. Mm-hmm. And then we, we designed a lot of it together. And because I was so busy with bridal events... Brit here started taking on handling a lot of the contacts with the stores, which is super helpful. Um, So I feel like at this point, it's kind of flowed together a lot. And it's been really great um, for a partnership to be able to see what the other one has been doing all along. Yeah. Um, Typically now, I think she still handles a lot of our marketing, a lot of our social media. um, And I still do handle a lot of, a little bit more with the stores, I would say. But Ashley's like all... Our wholesale accounts, new accounts, and then um, definitely moved into design role, which was great because I was completely running out of ideas. <laughs> and she put like such a fresh look onto our brand with her latest collection. And then I mostly focus on like, I really love to focus on new business. So anything like big box stores or anything that's going to um, dramatically like, you know, a new project for the year. And then, obviously, you know, through the years, I've been mostly designing. Um, but I think um, creatively, we work really, really well together. Um, I'm a little like, what do we say? I'm like the uh, mad scientist, and Ashley is the um, the wise Buddha. I would say, like, <laughs> I'm kind of all over the place, and Ashley's like, whoa, 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 let's reel it in. Um, and so, I think that that has really helped both of us. Um, was was there a moment where you guys kind of stepped back and realized, like, oh, I think we're on to something? Like, where you kind of realized this is not a... I mean, I don't know if it was ever a side gig, but where you realized, okay, this could let's turn this into something. Like, we really have this. Was it while you were still in San Francisco? Was it post-early showroom? Um, what was that moment where you're like, okay, this is big time now. We got this. Yeah, I think we've... I would never, I would never say, like, oh, it just took off and, like... We're let's exploded and we never had to work that hard. Like, no, no. we clawed and like yeah. scrounged our way here. We're like the most scrappy business people you can think of. Like, we are on the floor, like putting the flowers up, trying to figure out 
how to, you know, like build our following, how to get more stores, how to tweak our email pitches to get more stores. We're always looking and studying how to figure out how to be successful. Um, Reading as many books as possible, listening to as many podcasts as possible. Um, trying to find that that secret sauce, uh, but I definitely think with the wedding industry there was a definitely like uh, there's been a huge change in the wedding industry mm-hmm. in the last six years, which has been so exciting to be a part of because it's like all young women coming in and going um, like no like no knock on the past because we take so many ideas obviously from our vintage pieces into the modern era, but. Um, it's been nice to see kind of a shift where women can dress um, in a way that really represents their personal fashion taste rather than, you know, what they think they're supposed to look like on their wedding day, um, which was really, really important to me to bring to the brand, to Ashley to bring to the brand, which is kind of like the Daughters of Simone uh, mantra, like just be yourself. And um, I don't know if we've talked about like what the name means. I was going to try and segue into that because you were setting us up. So, I mean... I don't even know if I answered your question. Maybe I'll tiptoe back on that question. You said it, so spike it. Go for it. Um, I would say a big moment was when a bride emailed me, and I was working out of the Daughters of Simone San Francisco showroom, and she emailed me (laughs) saying, "Um, I've booked my flights, my whole family, we're all coming, and we live in Florida. We're flying out to San Francisco to try in your dresses. And I remember calling Brittany and just freaking out, like, wow, we have something here. Somebody's flying out from Florida. And um, I I would say that was probably the first, it was a pretty big moment. I would say the second big moment where I knew that um, my sister's creative talents were really going to take us far was when she designed this two-piece wedding dress. And it really didn't exist at the time. I know mm. that it's it's quite popular now, but at the time, people thought she was crazy. Yeah. What is this? Her midsection showing. <laughs> yeah. And um, it was this two piece, like almost like a t shirt dress, um, and a high waisted skirt and a, and a crochet lace. And it just started selling and selling and selling. And we're getting brides emailing us, and they're decking it out with these badass like. Indian embellished um, belts and these crazy, like these gorgeous headpieces. And it really kind of, I felt like set the tone for Daughters of Simone, um, putting out this just completely fresh new style. Yeah, it's cool to think about like, it started selling right away. So obviously there was a lot of girls that knew how they wanted to look, but it wasn't an option. So it's like, you're the ones that made that happen and like put this idea into a reality. And now like, you know, a bride is actually able to feel the most comfortable on her wedding day, you know, instead of like going into a big bridal store and having these like 10 options. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that like, um, there's a lot of, in a lot of ways, like women have been kind of put in this mold where you have to look a certain way, whether you're going to be a bride or whether you're going to be a mother and like, you're kind of subdued and you're a little bit more like in this submissive look and role and, I just think our generation, and I'm, sh- and I definitely know the generation of our parents, are just trying to like shake that off. Like, we are really strong, resilient people, and we want to be representing that in a way that shows that. And I think, yeah, I think that that hasn't it hasn't done us hasn't served us well in the past, and I think that's why you're kind of seeing this shift in, I don't know, in the. Um, 
in, in our generation of like just wanting something different. Yeah. So, no, I agree. Yeah. I think in the past decade, there's been definitely a noticeable shift. I mean, even as a male, I've noticed that I agree with you. There's just there's been a mold and I've never liked the mold that's existed. Um, but like you said, the options haven't been there. Right. The, the choice, the ideas have always been there, but no one's taken the action. No one's presented it on a silver platter. So no one was going to do anything. And so what you guys are doing is you're creating the silver platter and you're filling it. And yeah. so, I mean, I think I, as like an outsider hearing this story, it makes sense that people are latching on and excited about it because it's what everyone's been thinking about, but no one's been doing anything. Oh, thank you. So I don't know. It's really, that's, it's really cool to kind of, I mean, you kind of brought it full circle there to see kind yeah. of the inspiration behind it. And right. it makes us realize why people are liking it so much. Yeah. So, And you said you sold that first dress for like two fifteen. What do your dresses go for now? Um, so now they're between, um, about 1500 to 3000. Yeah. Which I mean, it's normal, right? Yeah. We always wanted it to be around a price range that, you know, we would actually buy ourselves. Um, and then we also try to accommodate, we know that to some people that's like insane, like $2,000 for a dress. So we try to do like, um, we have always have a sale on our website with their samples on there. And then we also always, um, allow for putting half down and then another half in 30 days. So we try to accommodate as much as we can. When you email us, you are literally emailing Ashley, I, or our um, other employees, Amanda or Cassandra. We're not this big conglomerate. We don't like shift you off to someone else. Like yeah. we're, you're literally talking to us and we're going to do our best to try to like listen to what your needs are and help you in any way we can, which is important to us. So. I mean, even I know you can't put a price on that day. Like, so if anyone's Can having I a problem you on with that, that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm going to be quoted on it. But um, <laughs> so you were going to touch on um, the origin of the name. I mean, obviously, I think using context clues, we know you two are related. Um, how many? Um, oh, yeah. Are there more? Are there more sisters? And I'm going to assume is Simone. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Where okay. does Simone come from? So, first of all, there is another sister. Okay. Her name is right. Courtney. Okay. Um, we were the ABC girls. Shout Ashley out to Courtney, Courtney, if you're listening. Who has a really cool kids' adventure school in Santa Cruz called Ramblin' Adventure. What? Yes. <laughs> and it's always We need to get out. her on here, then. Yeah. 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 Right. Honestly, that'll be a branch out. Um, I like that. But second of all, no. Our poor mom, Katie. <laughs> um, <laughs> at this mom. point, she honestly, like, her and I look so much alike, yeah. and if she ever comes to bridal events, everyone just goes up to her, and they're like, oh, Simone, Simone, like they just assume, <laughs> and I told her at some point, I was like, you know, just say you're just Simone. Just go for it. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> um, no, so actually, I came on a little bit later, as you guys have learned, so when Brittany first started the line, um, Daughters of Simone had nothing to do with sisters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, it's actually after the French philosopher and writer Simone de Beauvoir. Okay. Um, she was a big inspiration for the line. That's yeah. so cool. She was just kind of a chick that did her own thing uh, in a time where women like had zero rights or um, expectations for their lives, other than to stay at home and be you know one one track one track lifestyle. Um, and so she was really she really inspired us to kind of like, as we were trying to shift what people thought of the wedding dress, quote unquote, um, daughters of Simone to like trying to do something different outside of the expectations. I mean, you guys described yourself being the mad scientist and the one that kind of reels it in. Mm -hmm. After you presented that, that's the only lens I see it through now. And even (laughs) even within that response right there, it was your, you had the eloquent, like, you know, oh, she's from the, 
And then transfer to you, she's just a chick that did her own stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is it. And so, I mean, obviously you guys get along and I have an older brother and a younger brother. And I, I have always encountered when people see us like enjoying each other's company, they get confused. And they're like, you guys are siblings. You're supposed to hate each other. What's going on? And I always found that really weird because that's, that's all I've ever known. Mm-hmm. And so do you guys ever encounter that? Oh, no, Where never. people are just we like, you guys along. like each other? Oh, okay. Do you have to say, no, 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 um, I can tell you guys get along. I'm asking. Uh, no, if- I was being sarcastic. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, people um, always ask us, like, so what's it like to work with family? <laughs> and they just give us this question. look. Like, and they just want to hear all the problems. Like, yeah. How you hate yeah. each other. And- but you know what? That's fair. I think, like, in the beginning, we really had to figure out what our roles were and really kind of, like, uh, although we they shifted a little bit this year, um, that was after a couple of years working together, so we're more co- confident in those in that shift. Um, to, but to be completely honest, we yeah we went through like a tough time in the beginning, and Ash actually came up with a brilliant idea. I didn't even know that they had these, but seeing a um, business counselor, and you can go and kind of like lay out to this person who like has an experience and um, uh, background in business. And kind of talk through what's going on, and they really help you kind of sort through and from a professional background. And we did that for I don't know, like six months, and it really, really helped. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to what, what was his name? Again? Well, and I think <laughs> especially like for helping out people that work in family businesses, because mm. I mean, I think it's a stereotype for a reason. Like yeah. you can be your best friend and your worst enemy to the person, the people that you love the most. Yeah, yeah and that's very true. I think it's I think it's really helped us though because we just know each other so well. You don't even have to think about it and just get through the hard stuff and move forward. Yeah, and I mean, just, I don't know how you and your brother are, but like you're like yelling at each other one second and then you're like, oh, okay, yeah. anyway, let's go get burritos. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. The funniest thing exactly. how it works, and I don't know. There's not really. Any other relationship, I mean, there's not many other relationships that exist in the world where you can just go at it verbally and you're so rude to somebody and then literally seconds later, okay, I mean, let's go. I'm going to get some Starbucks real quick. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just instant and it's just the coolest thing ever. So, I mean, I, guess, I can see how that makes sense because you guys probably mentally finish each other's sentences all the time. And even if like you're probably approaching a design and you start to describe it, she can probably see the rest of it halfway through the story. Totally, yeah. I mean, that comes from, like, just we've lived with each other most of our lives. Um, so, yeah. Which one's older? I'm older by a year, Brittany. And okay. Ashley's younger by a year. And she's but okay. always a younger by a year. <laughs> <laughs> she holds on to the taller part for yeah. sure. Yeah. Wait, so what is Courtney? Is Courtney middle? Courtney is one year older, so... Our so parents you, okay. had us one year apart. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Crazy. So you're in the middle. Yes. Do you feel like you have middle child syndrome? Um, I think everyone would agree <laughs> I have middle child syndrome. But the middle child never thinks they do. Yeah, I, I don't think I have it. I really don't. I don't but, think you do either. But Kelsey will go, oh, you have middle child syndrome. <laughs> and I'm like, what is that? Even? I don't even fully comprehend what that means even yet. The middle I think child, you just always like yeah. your hand up. <laughs> um. So then another thing that we were talking about before, you guys have a massive following on Instagram. Um, did that all happen like one day, like they just started rolling in or what was the strategy? Did you guys originally want to use Instagram? Because 2011, Instagram was just starting. They were still putting frames around the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I was a big fan of using frames. I yeah. thought oh, it was yeah, so I artistic. <laughs> Um, I think in the beginning it was a lot easier. Now it's like, oh, it's like pulling teeth to try to grow your following with the new algorithm. 
But um, no, it didn't happen overnight. We have studied and talked to friends and colleagues and um, tried new uh, techniques to try to build, to get our, I mean, really it's about exposure. It's not so much about like, I mean, obviously it's great to have a big following from an ego perspective, but um, mostly you're trying to get exposure so that you can sell your product. And so, yeah, I mean, just like running down the list, I think hashtags are actually becoming more important than they ever were. Um, and you can like check your insights now on every single uh, pay, or post, which shows you which ha- like if your hashtags are actually pulling in traffic, which I thought was awesome. And it's crazy. Like it'll show you like, oh, yeah, this has reached like 2000 people. Right. But then, like, only, like, say, like, 60 people like it. Like, hmm, I wonder why. But it's right. cool that it shows you that detail. And then... I mean, I think Britt could definitely tell you more of, like, the technical aspects of it. Um, what I would say is, like, obviously, we got in early. We were one of the earlier brands to start doing non-traditional. But with that being said, we had to keep up with it. And from what Britt mentioned, like, we are scrappy as hell. <laughs> like, no shame. Yeah. We are down, like be friends with everyone, especially when you're first starting. And I think we grew that following from collaborating with so Mm -hmm. many artistic people and just constantly reaching out saying like, Hey, do you want to work together? Do you want to do a a shoot together? Do you want to sell your flowers at this party together? Whatever it was. And I think making a lot of friends in the industry and putting Mm -hmm. our name out there that grew our following as well. Um, and I think that that's something that a lot of young entrepreneurs and creative industries don't understand is that you're not on your own. There are a lot of other people out there that are on the same level as you that maybe have, you know, reach out to those people that have, I don't know, 2000 or 5,000 or 10,000 more followers than you that are willing to collaborate with you on projects. And especially in the fashion industry, when you Mm -hmm. do a photo shoot, you're not only tagging, you know, the model, the makeup artist, the florist, the venue, the videographer, every person on set is tagging. And so you're yeah. just creating this audience that's growing with you. And just like one tip on collaborations, because we 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 do a lot of collaborations. And I think that if people are just starting out and they're trying to figure out how to, because sometimes you'll do, you'll put all this work into a photo shoot and then the person that has the biggest following won't, won't post it. Make it as easy as possible for them. So what we usually do is literally do like, we write cut, cut, copy or cut, paste tags. And it literally, so they just have to copy it and paste it and throw it into the caption. Um, a lot of people will be like, Oh, they'll just like figure it out and they'll do that. No, that the, the people with the bigger followings, the last thing they want to spend their time doing is like writing down everybody's tag and then having to put it in, make it as easy as possible for them. Because Such that's a like great tip. You. I wouldn't have thought of like, yeah. No, me neither. Oh, you I was want just another thinking one? about ourselves. I feel yeah, like we could coming. do a whole podcast just on We get very Instagram excited tips. about this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell, down. She readjusted the way she was sitting just for this moment. <laughs> like, I'm ready to go. I've got to make sure I can articulate better. Because when I would go to conferences, I would be like, what are the tips? Like, what are the real, like, down and dirty tips? What's the 411? And they're like, you know, you just got to take really good photos. I'm like... What? Uh, no. Be true to yourself. Be yourself. Be authentic. authentic. They all talk funny at these conferences, yeah. I see. Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But yes. Okay, then just one more so we don't rob you of all your knowledge. Oh, one more? Just one more. I'm curious. Um, so we have full-on Google Docs of different categories of hashtags. So we'll just do like a big brainstorm session with our team and go, okay, everyone think of all the hashtags you can think of for um, – like for location. So it'll be like NYC bridal boutique, um, LA bridal boutique. And then that way, when, um, you're going to, when you post something, you're not like, 
oh, I don't want to do the hashtags today. It's going to take forever. You just go right to <laughs> you your the Google hashtag doc. bank. Copy yeah, and, paste. and you just copy and paste them, and then they're all different. And so you're gathering from such a big pool. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I always he's a big hashtag advocate. I wasn't, but the more people we talk to, I'm realizing that I'm in the wrong. And <laughs> I mean, the first step is admitting, it, and that's probably the first time I said it. So take that moment in, and okay. it's recorded, voice and video. So there you go. Um. Oh, we never talked about where can they find you at Instagram. It's at, is it Daughters And your Simone? website too. Make sure to touch that. Yeah. Touch it's on at that. at Daughters, plural, Daughters of Simone. Okay. And DaughtersofSimone.com. Okay. And then, so like if someone's looking to buy a dress, best way is that like online word, or we haven't even touched on this yet, but you guys are going to pop up in Fresno. Yeah. It's like one of the main reasons we it's brought happening. you guys here. Yeah. Um, so this spring, right? Yep. And then um, how many how many dresses do you think you guys are going to have there? Or Oh, it- I mean, we'll have the full collection there. We'll okay. probably even have addi- additional styles that aren't even carried in, carried in stores. Okay. Um, but yeah, we're opening up in the Tower District. Sweet. Um, hopefully like another month or so. And we're going to be holding um, private by appointment only bridal appointments. Okay. That'll be cool. And happy to rep our hometown. That's awesome. I mean, you keep saying that you're in a lot of other shops already. What what kind of shops are already in there already? Because I I pictured yeah because this will be your first standalone store or no? Well, the closet, dude. It'll I, be I our first like legit store. <laughs> um, other than you know the closet <laughs> in San Francisco. How does it go again? I just room. need to hear it one more time. <laughs> the daughters of Simone, <laughs> San Francisco showroom. Um, so we well. did we did have a showroom in New York, and that's a whole okay. other story that I definitely think we should touch on for the. Struggling entrepreneurs, but yeah. um, <laughs> we did have a showroom in uh, the East Village in Manhattan for a while, okay. and then I got a little too cold and moved back to California. Oh yeah, so. how's New York? Just you're not a fan. <laughs> I love New York. Living there was <laughs> different. She speaks for herself. Yeah, I okay. speak for myself. Okay. <laughs> Are you New York New York fan? Um, yeah, we were there for three years. My husband and I. Okay. Um, it's awesome. I think everyone should live there once when they're young, but. <laughs> Uh, my husband is an outdoorsy man, so okay. he gave me three years. <laughs> <laughs> Sacrifice, little yeah. give and take. That's what it's yeah. about, right? But um, but yeah, this is this is a, definitely the first store we've ever done in our hometown in the Central Valley. And um, typically, yes, you can only buy our product through our website, mm. um, and then we're carried in around. Don't quote me on this. I want to say around thirty or so stores worldwide. Okay. Yeah, and you can check out any of our retailers listed on our website. Cool. Um, I was thinking about this. Have you guys ever sold a dress to a celebrity of any sort yet? And it's well, okay if you haven't. But I, I've Jennifer seen the Lawrence's stylist tried to pull for her movie Joy. Oh, it did not end up being the right era. <laughs> okay, she's in. The, it was got married in the eighties, but that was a thrill. That was a moment, though. Yes, you draw from that one down the yes. daily. We were like, <laughs> oh my god, we made it. <laughs> <laughs> that was almost the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but it man. didn't work out. That just means something else is going to happen. Oh, yeah. Everything yeah. happens for a reason. Yeah. You're going to get someone else. Do you have a dream client? Um, I mean, Zoe Kravitz, obviously. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I was going to say that, but I didn't want to jump the gun. To say <laughs> I got it. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of anyone else who's not married yet. Oh, I love Jemima Kirk from The Girls. Oh, yeah. I don't know who She's that is. <laughs> I'm like, trying to think of these people. I'm like, no. She's pretty great. Um, yeah. Um, I can't think of anybody. Plus, I think it'd be weird if I, like, volunteered a dream client. <laughs> Honestly, like, it, 
um, when we first started out, like none of our friends wanted to wear our dresses (laughs) and it was like a little bit deflating, not going to lie. And in the past couple of years, more of our girlfriends have actually been wearing our dresses. So that has meant the most to us, I think, Mm -hmm. because it's someone that we actually know and, um, it's just so much more special for us to actually be in the wedding and seeing them all excited about our dresses. And is cool. a, another cool thing I saw on your guys' website is you have pictures from people's weddings, like actual brides wearing the dresses versus you just have pictures of like models wearing them. You know, there's a spot yeah. on there, right? I'm not just making this up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, I, think, I think I was on the right website. Yeah. It was important to us to show the dress on all different types of body types um, rather than just like our beautiful models. Um no, sh- no, like shade. Just, <laughs> it's good to see it on different body types, and so um, whenever we get the pleasure of a bride sending us her photos, we try to always add them to our website on the product put pages or onto our Instagram. Which is, I mean, yeah. it never gets old. It yeah. never gets old when we see that someone likes what we've made. I don't know if it ever will. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, how does it work when somebody orders a dress online, but like? Do you guys still do like fittings of the dress? Like, do you have to, or do they just like buy it as is? Yeah. So it's I a little tricky. We're, yeah. we're always trying to adapt with our customers and, mm-hmm. and sell whatever they're wanting in whatever form that that makes sense. And we definitely have noticed um, a transition where more and more women are wanting to buy their gowns online. So what we do have on the website is that, you know, that little chat box. Yeah. You can immediately contact with someone. Um, and then a lot of the other conversations are just communicated via email. Mm. Um, it usually is a, a somewhat of a, a process to sell the gown online. Cause gotcha. of course you can't try it on. So you're answering a lot of questions and we do have like customer reps there to help you out. Um, one thing that we do have that is a lot of brides are picking up on is this thing we call a request a sample program. And what that is, is if you go on our website, you really want to try an address, but mm-hmm. there isn't a retailer near you. Yeah. You can send in a request and have that dress actually shipped to your house and you mm-hmm. can try it on at home. And we always recommend like, make it fun, invite your girlfriends over, <laughs> pop some yeah. champagne, put on some good tunes, whatever, try on that favorite dress. And then if you love it, you can buy it. That's cool. Now, I mean, the first thing I think of with that is the risk. So they're, like you said, they're going to have fun with it and party with champagne, yada, yada. <laughs> Something happens to the dress. Where's... What's written in with the liability? <laughs> um, so they do put um, money down. Okay, when all right. they, gotcha. Yeah, before I they. I think it was something like that. I was just Because <laughs> you know they're going to have a good time. Like if they're going to do that fitting at home, then they're going to make it feel like they're at the store. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So they put $100 down, and then if they end up buying the gown, it goes towards their. Makes sense. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, guys, thanks for hanging out with us. Is there anything else you wanted to share? With no, your I mean, listeners? I think I just at least want to touch on um, that we're really excited to bring our brand to our hometown. I think we've had, um, I know, things floated our way where we could go on other locations, and our longtime employees have been here and worked with us and dedicated their craft to Daughters of Simone. Um, shout out Amanda and Cassandra. <laughs> um, and yeah, just like you guys, I've, I've been listening to the podcast about how um, there's like this resurgence of young creative people coming through um, or staying in, in Fresno and Clovis. And we really wanted to be a part of that and kind of just like show off some hometown pride. Um, our families are from here. They've been here for generations. And so we're really excited to be able to to bring something that we created back home. Yeah, so. And I like to say this a lot. And 
when you guys look at your website and your business, like, oh yeah, that totally fits for like a San Francisco or New York, Seattle, whatever. But hundred percent. And people say this on our podcast all the time that Fresno deserves nice things. So thank you guys for bringing nice things to Fresno. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you got anything, Ramon? I mean, I want to, but I feel like you guys back to back just really good pieces. So, so you don't I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> so I'm gonna let it. I'm gonna let it go with that. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, well, Ashley, Brittany, thank you guys for coming on. Yeah, Seriously, um, thank if you, you so much. go follow them on Instagram, go check out their website. You guys have a blog on there too. I saw, yeah. Yeah. So go give it a read. Um, and thank you guys for listening. Don't forget, um, subscribe. Give us a, leave us a review. Um, we love you guys. Just be nice to one another. We'll catch you next week. Thanks, guys.